the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For a thousand years of church's history, between roughly 500 and 1500 A.D., it was uncommon to sing. You see, the scriptures were veiled in a language that was not known to the common person. And salvation was promoted as being the result of good works, faithful support of the church's coffers, and the good graces of your local priest. What songs might have been presented were performed by professional musicians, and there was very little, if any, participation by those who sat in pews. Hard to imagine, isn't it, in this day and age when music so often is at the heart of our worship experience. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, is continuing a study on praise and worship, focusing in on music and singing. And the result of people being able to read the Bible for themselves was something we know of as the Reformation. And out of the Reformation came some of the greatest hymns of the church, many of which are even being sung to this day. Martin Luther, John Calvin, Wesley Brothers, and so many other of the Reformers became prolific songwriters, and the congregations of the Reformation responded in song. You see, where the gospel is preached, that is the true gospel, music is loved and sung. Now, secondly... How do believers sing? This passage tells us that we're to be speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody. Now that word for speaking is laleo, and it's a word that originated from the babble of little children who were learning how to talk. I have a nephew right now who is at that stage, and he will go around and say, la, 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 and he thinks he's having a conversation And we do our very best to understand him, but in reality, all he is making is a sound or a noise. He is making a laleo. You know, this word is used of of any sound, really. It's used of the chirping of the bird or the croaking of the frog. Revelations 4.1, it's used of the trumpets. They're said to be speaking, laleo. Revelations 10.4, it's used of the clap of thunder. It's said to be speaking, laleo. It's most basic sense then. Laleo means to make a sound, any sound. And speaking here is specifically applied in its context to the spirit-filled believer, and therefore it means any spirit-filled believer offering thanksgiving to God. Now, you'll notice in this passage that nowhere is this directive limited to those who are, quote, gifted or, quote, trained. I've heard people give all kinds of excuses for coming into a worship service and and remaining silent. It's not my gift. I'm not very good at it. If I started singing, people would start leaving the church. You see, all kinds of excuses for not participating in the worship. But you know, the way that Paul writes these instructions, it's clear that if you can make a noise, laleo, even if it resembles the croaking of a frog, 
you can make this noise as a praise to God. Now, furthermore, it's not necessarily limited to the human voice. It, it can be the result of a spirit-filled believer playing an instrument. Now, now, some of the biblical scholars have noted that Paul here delineates three different forms of musical expression. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, psalms primarily refers to Old Testament psalms put to music, but this term could also be applied to any vocal music, uh, solo or anthem. And the early church, like many liturgical churches today, did much of its corporate singing by applying familiar tunes to passages from the Scriptures. Now, in so much as many of the believers were converts from the bar halls in the times of Reformation, it was not uncommon for bar hall tunes to be sanctified with biblical lyrics. You know, that's, that wasn't uncommon. Today we celebrate what used to be pagan holidays that have been sanctified by biblical or scriptural applications, Christmas, Easter, and so forth. God takes unsanctified people and sanctifies them. What the Reformers did was take unsanctified music and sanctified it by applying it biblical lyrics. But foremost, psalms magnifies God. There's psalms and then there's hymns. Now, hymns primarily refer to songs of praise, which are distinguished from the psalms in so much as they praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some historians believe that portions of the New Testament, such as Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, were combined with familiar tunes and sung in the early church. Uh, today, uh, an example of a, of a hymn might be on a hill far away, which bespeaks of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Now, the third is spiritual songs, which were probably songs of testimony or any music expressing a spiritual truth. A modern example might be, Oh, How He Loves You and Me, the expression of a spiritual truth in song. Now, even though the scholars might expend a great deal of effort distinguishing these expression types, the point for us to remember and for us to observe here is that the writer gives great latitude in the forms of expression in praising the Lord. Now, singing is from Addo, which means to sing with the voice, but in the Scriptures is used exclusively and refers only to singing praises to God. Making melody is from Salto, from which we get psalms, and it literally means to pluck on a stringed instrument, such as a harp. But it also came to be known in a broader sense as applying to making music on any instrument. You know, language is dynamic and it changes, and generally words go from more narrow definitions to broader ones. A modern example that occurs to me is uh, a number of years ago the church picked up a photocopier. I'm not sure if they created it or not, but it was Xerox. And uh, a number of years later, when the machine was worn out, we replaced it with a Kodak machine. And it took us years to retrain ourselves from telling others that we were going to make a Xerox on the Kodak. We were going to make a photocopy on the Kodak. The Xerox machine was gone. But in our minds, we had taken that word that had had a very narrow focus that dealt with a specific company and a specific item, 
and had broadened it to encompass a larger definition. Salto originally meant to pluck a stringed instrument, but in the course of time, the definition broadened, and it meant playing or making music on any instrument. You know, there, there are churches that miss a very great inspiration by not inviting instrumentalists to participate in the worship service. I look forward to Saturday nights and Sunday mornings and, and when these musicians get together and tune their instruments because they add such an incredible dynamic to our environment of worship here that inspires me to praise the Lord with more intensity. You know, play, praising God with instruments is biblical. Psalm 150 reads, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now in this particular passage, you'll see that just about every type of musical instrument is referenced here. Every type of instrument can be used to praise the Lord. Now, three, from where do believers sing? Well, songs of salvation originate with the heart, with your heart. Now, this phrase in the original language allows for multiple meanings. It's kind of nebulous. For instance, it could mean the heart is the instrument of cause. That, that is, our hearts cause us to sing. Or, it, the heart is an instrument of means. That is, the hearts are the channels through which we sing praises to God. Or, the heart is locative or location. That is, singing is centered in our hearts. Any of these can be taken from the original language. Now, this selection of phrasing was intentional. You see, a person who does not have a song in his heart cannot sing praises from the heart, through the heart, or with the heart. Now, a person without a song in their heart can sing with their lips. They can sing for money, fame, or some other reason. But their song will not be spirit-filled. And a person who is harboring unforgiveness towards God or man or, or is in some other way out of harmony with God's spirit cannot sing spirit-filled songs. You see, hypocrisy does not praise nor please the Lord. Amos chapter 5 reveals this to us in this fashion. The people of Israel came together and did their expressions of praise and thanksgiving and singing and sacrifices and went home, and, but their hearts were far from God. And iniquity and injustice permeated the land. And so God speaks through the prophet Amos, chapter 5, verse 23 and 24, Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. But let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. 
Now, basically, paraphrased here, what God was saying is, I'll listen to your songs when your heart is right. Get your heart right. And most of us know when our heart is right, don't we? Those times that I regret the most are when I was worshiping the Lord, so to speak, serving the Lord, so to speak, and yet uh, my purpose was all wrong. My heart was all wrong. We're going to hear more from Pastor Layton in this series on praise and worship on the next edition of the broadcast, and I hope you can join us for that. If you're talented in the music area, or if you have young children who you would like to get involved in a music program, I encourage you to check out Church of the Highlands. Their website is highlands.us. They have a marvelous outreach through music from the very youngest child to the adult. You can find all the details again on the web at highlands.us. This particular broadcast outreach is on the web at studyversebyverse.com. We're a nonprofit ministry, and you can help support uh, our outreach by giving when you go to the website. Again, it's studyversebyverse.com. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great rest of your day, and join us tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.